Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. We're back from vacation. Hey. Just want to say thank you to everyone that reached out last week to get Miguel and Holly stickers. We still have a lot more where that comes from. So send me an email with your full name and address, uh, your snail mail address, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. And our last podcast we did before vacation, we had Kramer on, Mm. our old host from back in the day when Holly and I worked in Panama City and here in Tampa at the now defunct Play 98.7. I just love calling it the now defunct Play 98. <laughs> defunct is such a great word, and it's that's exactly like, what it is. It's depressed. It's gone. It's passed away. Yeah. Um, I got a really cool email from Sandra in San Diego. Oh. Who said, hi, Miguel. I'm a big fan. Thanks to Kramer. The first time I heard you and Holly on Kramer's podcast, I was hooked. You guys are so funny and so freaking relatable. I'm actually listening to your podcast now and started from the beginning. Oh, shit. We ain't even those same people no more. Right? So currently, I'm in March 2017 episodes, but I saw that y'all had Kramer on and heard you say to email you for a sticker. Sorry for such a long intro. I would love a Miguel and Holly sticker. Please, thank you so much. I really enjoy listening to you all. Sincerely, Sandra. So thank you so much for listening and having new Miguel and Holly fan members from San Diego, from... Why are you pronouncing it like Anchorman? I don't yeah. know. San Diego. San Diego. It now, means whale's vagina. <laughs> I don't think it means that. Yes, I, I know. know. Now I'm going to start saying it like that, and then I'm going to, like, it's going to get stuck. Like, I always, in a very fun way, say quesadilla. Yeah. And not quesadilla. And so when I was at Moe's recently, uh, I was like, I'm going to do the quesadilla dot. The John Coxison. Now you sound just kind of crazy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you say it, to, don't you also say tortillas? Yes. You just sound uneducated. San Diego tortillas. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much. So you can always leave us a review on iTunes. You can always email us and uh, if you have something to say. I forgot some, I don't remember her name now, but someone that's like a super fan of uh, Kramer's Mama's Boys podcast. Mm. Also started following me on Instagram and was just like, I love all this. And like, I looked, I peeped her page and she's got like certified mama's boy shirt. Ooh. I was like, oh, she is in. So we are like reeling people in from everywhere. I love it. So if you listen to Kramer's podcast, welcome to yeah. the fam, to certified yeah. mama's boy. If you haven't, you can go listen to his podcast on iTunes and everywhere. I feel like we need to start a, a merch store because I keep seeing him on his Instagram um, hawking his merch. And I'm I like, know. we need some Miguel and Holly mugs or something with our fun sayings on it. Like a platypus posse coffee mug or something. Yeah. But we got like, I was trying to explain platypus to my person. And he was like, well, I don't understand. Like, does it mean something? I'm like, no. No, it's like randomly we just. It means nothing. Right. Like, but. But what is it for? I'm like, so when we're out in public, you can be like, platypus, and we know that you listen to the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're an insider like, now. Can't, can't you just say I listen to the podcast? I'm no. like, well, you just shut up. It's a thing. That sounds like a fun ruiner right there. Fun ruiner. It does. It's not fun when you see someone in public and you're like, hey, listen to the podcast. <laughs> but how fun is it for them to be like, platypus, and you're exactly. like, platypus, girl. And then everyone around you is like, what the hell's going on? Is there exactly. a platypus? I wish there was. Uh, Holly. Hey. I got something for you, girl. You did. Here's oh, your planner. Oh, my planner. That's amazing. Yes. We talked about it uh, a while ago. We did a whole podcast I on it. I literally thought about this the other day, and I'm like, I bet it won't ever get in. <laughs> it's fine. It won't come. I seriously was about to email them and be like, can I have my money back? Um, <laughs> so there are these really cool planners that I've been using called the Evos Planner, and they have four different personality types that yeah. you can take a quiz on, mm-hmm. and they have planners based on your learning and your productivity style. Like your brain type. It's really cool, and it's called the uh, Pro- Project Evo, and you can hit up their website. Um, I don't get anything from them. I just really believe in it, and I think it's really cool. And so they had a sale back in the spring, and I bought 
Holly and Scott one. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, we're shipping Scott's. <laughs> and then Holly's, yours was like, oh, it's on back order. And it just took forever. So. Well, here it is. Oh, I love it. Now, does it say, is it the right one? Because you were the explorer brain type, I believe. Yeah, I had forgotten, by the way. So I may need to even just like resubscribe to the emails. Mm. But yeah, it says a gift for you, Explorer. Oh, wonderful. I'm really excited. Now, can you read real quick if you go to Uh-oh. Um, I have a bunch of stuff in mind. Oh, if you oh. go to Um actually there's like the little black right here. It's like the fourth page in where yes. it's sort of Oh, oh you're opening yours. yours up? Yeah. Oh, here, just read mine right here. Oh, okay. Opening it up. You know what? I forgot we're on the podcast, but I got to rush. I'm so used to being now. We've been on air for a day from back mm-hmm. from. So I'm like, go, 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 go. All right. Here we go. So it says brain type relationships. And this, let me just get to this before I get to the next one. So obviously mm-hmm. there's four, it says. Right. There are, and it separates them by concrete and abstract, external and internal. And the brain types are alchemist, oracle, architect, and explorer. And then as the next page, like you said, um, it gives a little rundown of who each of us are. So, Miguel, you are what? Uh, I'm the uh, the uh, architect. Architect. Okay. So, the architect. Architects are linear, detailed thinkers who often identify with the idea of having a filing cabinet for a brain. I can't tell you how many times Miguel has said this to me. Yeah. I've always said that that's how my brain is organized, that I'll be like, hold on. I'm searching through the filing cabinets right now to grab the file for that memory. Which is crazy because then I didn't understand what my own brain did. This has been my life. I don't know who I am. I just glom onto other people. It's fine. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have a filing cabinet too. No, the fuck I don't. No. I'm sorry. I forgot we weren't swearing as much. No, it's fine. Sorry. I was on vacation. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I always was like, oh, let me look at my filing cabinet. I don't have any filing cabinets. It was all pretend. Anyway, so going on about the architect, it says they pay a lot of attention to the past as it helps inform them about the future and how they can best plan for it. They usually spend a lot of time developing their ideas or thoughts before sharing them with others. Architects can be creative geniuses and come up with great ideas like alchemists, but they get tired when the conversation is always focused on ideas and not on what is actually going on to get it done. Mm. Speaking <sighs> of alchemists, that would be you, Scott, That's right? That's me, yeah. Okay. Alchemists gravitate toward the abstract and theoretical. They prefer experimenting with their ideas in the real world and develop a lot of their key ideas while interacting with other people. They are mostly focused on the future and all the possibilities it holds. That's so odd. It's so on point, At especially first, now. I remember you thought that wasn't quite you, but the more I read it, yeah. The more I kind of connected to what I do and like everything that I, I plan for, for the future, everything involves a future, then yes. I'm always an idea person where it's like, I have this great idea. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but here's the idea. And then I just you need other people to kind of supply the little tools right. to make it happen. It says alchemists like Scott can bring structure to things and work with practical ideas like an architect if they need to. But too much time in this kind of work gets exhausting and it's not one of their core strengths. Boom. So that's the good thing. I mean, and even uh, in the week that we were on vacation, I had to uh, go into your room, Scott, for... Oh, I think I was about to go on my bike ride. I needed to, like, blow my nose. And so I went in your bathroom to grab some um, tissue. And, like, on your mirror, on Scott's mirror, it's nothing but, like, quotes encouraging about the future. Mm -hmm. Like, you can do this. Here's a goal you have. Everything that was looking towards the future. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that is so you. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. <clears throat> so uh, then I'm the explorer. Explorers tend to prefer dealing with information that's more concrete and in the real world. They learn best by experience. They tend to be very present in the moment and highly engaged with their five senses, which I think is true, um, especially me now as opposed right. to – I would say me now, literally in like the last three years, I'd say I finally started figuring out who I am. Mm-hmm. Ex- excuse me. <clears throat> Explorers can read between the lines and intuitively see multiple perspectives at once like oracles, but they get frustrated if they don't see this skill being used to serve the big picture vision. I got to read or- oracles gravitate toward the abstract and theoretical, but focus on ideas on developing their ideas primarily in their minds and then bringing them out to share with others when they're fully formed. They tend to bounce bounce between past, present, and future quite a bit. Oracles can find it relaxing to spend time out in nature and play, but get overwhelmed if they're expected to be completely present in the world around them. Explorers. 
in the way explorers can be. I would say that's okay. So I was like, what's an oracle and how am I similar to it? Mm-hmm. Because so I like to be out and around, but I'm always present. And that's one thing that I've always given myself credit for is I always recognize a moment when I'm in it. Right. Like for, and this is always the example I use, but in college, so we were like in our senior year and I was like, we have to go to the Beagle like every night possible. And my roommate was like, I have to be, I'm going to be a teacher soon. So I need to be doing my exams. And I was like, yeah, you have your entire life to be a teacher. You better come to the Beagle because we need to live this moment now. Uh. And everybody else was all like, no, we're so over college. I'm like, y'all are screwing up right now. (laughs) Yeah. And then later they did. But anyway, so I'm very good at um, being in the moment. Um, and I am really good at seeing multiple perspectives. So. Isn't that so cool? I yeah. love these. Uh, Scott, have you used yours I yet? Actually, just interesting enough, I just started today. Like, I've opened it before. I looked at it. But it's a lot to kind of jump into. Yeah. Because you want to read before, and there's a way to, like, plan on a calendar for it. And so I wanted to wait till after we got done with vacation where I had, like, okay, a new month. Here we go. And so I opened it today and started writing things down. And immediately I was like, oh, my God, Mm. this is awesome. Like even like right now, I'm looking forward to sitting down with it and like writing out like here's what I have to do this week. Here's what gets uh, like happen. And then you get to follow along the week on what you accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so pumped because now I'm finally starting it officially. And there's like a cool app that you can download with it. And you do like a little scan and you basically evaluate your day like for us, because our schedules are so kind of weird since we wake up so early, um, we do ours a little differently than most people who would wake up like around eight or nine and you have time to like get ready and whatnot and your brain's not dead when you wake <laughs> up at three o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, that's the problem that I have. Like a lot of the things that I'm I'm doing lately on like a my journey of self-discovery is like in the morning before you do stuff, I'm like, bitch, ain't no in the morning no. before I do stuff. I'm well, sleeping, and then I wake up, and I come here. Well, that's like this guy that I know. Um, he's working out like three times a day because he has this really like extreme – not extreme, but he has um, this goal in mind for his body and his physical shape. And so on his Insta story, it's always like 7 a.m. He's on a st- stair stepper. At noon during lunchtime, he's on a stair stepper. And then at night after work, he's on a stair stepper. And I was like, I don't know I, – I don't – I mean, I guess I could. I could wake up at three o'clock and go do that. And yeah, you could, but I'm not. Yeah, going to. Yeah, ever. Do you want me to read how we all need each other? Because that's pretty cool. Oh, please do, Holly. Thank you. I just fill up the page, and I just want to share it. <laughs> all right. So, Alchemist. So, Alchemist Scott, you need architects to help you plan out and implement your ideas. You need me. And to build systems to automate the repetitive tasks that alchemists can get bogged down with. When we were putting together Best of Show, you were like so not well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like because mm-hmm. it was it's very it's just repetitive. a lot of tedious work, mm-hmm. and you're like, Jesus, help me. Um, alchemists need explorers to help get them out of their comfort zone, have fun, and see the beauty around them from a new perspective, which... I think that could be true, but you do have some of that anyway, so I think that's good. Myself as an explorer, um, I need an architect to help. Yes, to help create a structure. (laughs) Who's calling me? What the hell is this? Uh Oh, Oh, I bet it's my air conditioning people. It's fine. Um, Let's see. Where am I? They need architects to help create a structure to achieve their ideas and handle or automate the finer details of a project. They need alchemists to help them see alternative possibilities play with their ideas, and explore the limits of their imaginations. And then mm. architects, uh, and there's more, obviously. Like, you need other ones right. like you or oracles, which we don't have one in our group. But um, architects need explorers to help them live in the moment more and to help them integrate fun and beauty into their lives in a spontaneous way. Mm. They need alchemists to help them expand their brainstorming and idea-generating powers on their ideas. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was so cool that it all kind of fits together. It is, and it sort of just explains the dynamics on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. fascinating. So if you're curious, uh, Project Evo, um, we need to call them and be like, hey, we just did 14 <laughs> minutes on your damn right. planner. Pay us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so check it out for yourself. Well, uh, we all were on vacation uh, this past week. Um, We talked about it during the show today, but I wanted to go more in depth about Scott and aye, his aye, aye. experience Same. at... The Strip Club. So, Scott, you and your other 23-year-old friends 
from high school? Yes. Like, it was uh, my one of my best friends. I'm his best man. And then we have two other friends that were, like, all in our group throughout high school. And then the, uh, I guess the groom, he had two other friends come along. One was his, I guess, his fiance's brother and then another friend that he worked with. Mm-hmm. And so we met them. And so at the, you know, we all became really good friends because everyone's really chill and just gets along really easily. So it was kind of going down memory lane with one set of people, but then also getting to know other people. Yeah. And they're kind of getting used to you. Now, what did you all do? So you all went back to your hometown of Vero Beach? Yeah, the original plan was, like, when this whole thing started with, like, planning a bachelor party, I was like, okay. Like, I knew, I felt I felt weight up until, like, I left yesterday of, like, the pressure to, like, do well. Mm-hmm. Because the first idea was, like, all right, we're going to Vegas. That's it. We're going to get a room. I had things planned out. I was about to get an Airbnb. Done. Well, COVID happened. Scrap that. Right. And then we're going to go to the Keys. We're going to go down to Key West. And then <laughs> Florida spiked like crazy. Yep. And so I was like, okay, that's not even closely smart to do. You know what? Let's get a place in Vero Beach. We'll meet there. It has like the least number of cases in like Florida. And so we all met down at a little like hotel right on the beach there in Vero. Hotel. Hotel. Motel. Holiday. But it was like, like it was cool because it was like an apartment. So it had a kitchen. It had big old beds. It was a huge place. And so we got there Thursday. Most of us got there except for my one buddy didn't get there till later Thursday. And so we all got together. We hit up Publix, bought a whole bunch of stuff, food, drinks, way too much that we didn't need. And then as soon as we got back, we started drinking and we jumped out the gun real quick. Like, none of us really drink anymore as much as, I guess, like, we did when we first got into college and doing all that. So, we're not great. Well, hold on. Sidebar real quick. Aye, aye, aye. Like, is it just because my friends and I are gays that we still drink as much as we used to? I wouldn't to? label it as because you're gays. I do think that or are we just- the, the gays that I've met in your group, you all know how to party. That's not, like, me... Like, socializing is more so, like, me with, like, six people, and I'm going to have a glass of wine. I don't know. I just don't go hard anymore unless it's, like, twice a, a year is when I really get crazy. But that's all. You have a center of friends that are, like, here where I just graduated, and all the friends that I would go out and party with, we all scattered. And so I'm over here, some are across Florida, some are across the country. I know, but my friends from college, we were like that, too, where we all, like, left our little town that our our uh, college was in, and then whenever we do go back to wherever we all end up meeting, whether it's our summer cruise or we go to Atlanta, we all just, as soon as I walk into the hotel door, someone's getting me a drink. Well, we would, I, I, you probably do it a lot more than I do with mm-hmm. that, like, but we definitely did. As soon as everyone got together, it's like, mm-hmm. all right. But again, like, those guys, a lot of them will drink, they're beer drinkers, like, you know, there's still a lot of them are country roots, so they do a lot more. <laughs> Wait, do y'all have Natty Light? Yes, yes. Natty Light, Bush Light, <laughs> Bud Light, all of it. All of the, the lights. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And so then what happened that first night? So that first night, we're all chilling, and eventually, like, we get a knock on the door. Like, we've all been drinking. We made a little dinner, and then we get a knock, and we're like, what the hell is that? We thought it was our other buddy finally getting there. It wasn't. It ended up being his uncle and their aunt and, like, their, like, drinking buddies, and they came in, like, just... Smack. Wait, whose uncle? Hit my uh the the groom's? Yeah, the groom's uncle. Oh, he invited family to the bachelor party? They're j- they were just out and about and they knew where we were. Oh. And they know how to party. Oh. So they've been out drinking since like noon. And they got there at like eight o'clock and they were just wild and out. Like I feel like these are the uncles and aunts that like live in a neighborhood where they use golf carts. Yes. And they just go from house to house, just being like, Hey y'all doing it. Oh, and they yeah. got like a case of beer yeah. in the With back them. of the golf cart. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're like one is open as they're driving. Right. And they just pop into people's yards yeah. as they're trying to socially distant, but then also drink with everybody. Yeah, and they had their one buddy, like his girlfriend was driving them around. Oh my god. So gosh. they just showed up. <laughs> and so eventually our final friend came in and we we're all drinking, having a good time. And I I was like, all right, it's the first night. We're going out. Well, Vero's, there's not many places to go. So there was a bar, luckily, on the beach. I was like, you know, half a mile away. We just walked to. And again, not a, we don't really drink a lot, but we went for it. And we're doing really well until, like, we're drinking at this bar, having a good old time. And then as we're finally leaving, like, one, 
we see like this girl singing. I guess there's like a little performance going on outside. Oh. And so I just start dancing with this crowd of like random like people. Wow. Oh. It's like these two women. They're like hanging out. I start dancing with them. My other buddy joins. And immediately this like woman, probably in her 30s, like gravitates right to my friend. Like oh. starts dancing with him. For some reason, I don't know how it happened, but maybe he like acted like he was going to take off his shirt. Didn't it? But next thing you know, it's like, it's not very crowded, but he takes off his shirt. Oh, He's dancing no. with this girl. Oh, no. Maybe they're in a relationship. Looked over, and these guys are just, like, staring us down. Oh! So, we got out there really quick. Yeah! <laughs> we, Wait, we did left. they, like, get up and come over? Oh, no. I zoomed in on his face with my phone and a video, and then we got out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we're not messing with that anymore. Yeah. And yeah. as we're walking, I thought everything was fine, because we're like, okay. And as we're walking, all of a sudden... You heard the first, like, uh, yak. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, it no. Was Wait, the groom. what is this, like, 10 o'clock at night yes. and someone's already puking? Well, yes. you started early. We did. Again, we've been doing it now since we got there at, like, 3. <sighs> and then the first one happened. And that kind of, like, set the tone for oh. that night. Because oh, the groom was sick for a long time. <laughs> up until even, like, the morning my alarm was hearing him go to the bathroom to yak again. Oh, God. He got, like, <laughs> alcohol poisoning, basically. Yeah. And then Friday, luckily, eventually by noon, he was, like, decent. And we went to the beach, hung out on the beach all day. I took him out to, like, a fancy dinner. We went to a fancy dinner on the beach where, like, the four of us split the bill and paid for the groom. How and much was the bill? It oh. was, like, it was in the 200s. Oh. It was thick. And so y'all split it between the three of you to cover the groom? Yeah, the four. it was like, yeah, four of us that covered the groom and then the fiance's younger brother that was there with us as well. So, okay, okay. Trying to do nice. And then, Look at you, big wig over here, splitting $200 no, dinner no. bills. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I did not expect to spend this much money. Oh. During, but luckily, everyone was really cool and, like, you know, good about Venmoing and, like, covering other people's bills and stuff like that when needed. And so that night we're supposed to have a limo come, and like my plan That's in my right. head was like, all right, I got a limo. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna just hit a bunch of spots. Like we're just gonna bar hop pretty much in Vero, which, you know, there's not a lot, but there's a little at least. Mm-hmm. And so we hit one brewery that I knew would be open just for like one beer, and we got there at like eight thirty. Well, they closed at nine, so we got one beer, <laughs> drank that really quick. I was like, oh my god, come on, Vero, do not let me down. <sighs> so I told the limo driver, I was like, all right, let's go to another brewery that I know is always popping, always. You know, familiar faces in there. We finally get there. There's nobody in the parking lot. The place is closed. Uh, it's only like nine o'clock. Oh, so well, a lot of bars in the state are not like able to stay open late right now. Well, luckily, because you I can't mean, consume yeah. alcohol well, they, unless you're serving food. They serve food. I, that's why I mm. went to the brewery because I'm like, usually they have a good menu, right? And I didn't think that one would be closed by nine. Yeah, but that's where I was like, okay, you know what? We're not even gonna play this. Sorry. Oh. I said, we're not even going to play this game anymore. So I, I got the guys together. I was like, hey, we're going to pull the trigger. We're going down to the strip club. Oh! And we told the driver, I was like, all right. And the bad thing is in Vero, there's none. There's none. They won't allow any of those establishments. Ill reputable. Those unholy places. <laughs> those houses of ill repute. Yes, that's right. So the only place was like 40 minutes away. And it was in like a, even another kind of like more southern area of uh, town, I guess. Oh, my God. Down 40 minutes. And so went in. It was like 9.50 by the time we got there. And just right away, it was n- like nothing I've ever experienced in my life on just... It was uncomfortable. It was definitely an experience. I, mean, I don't regret it with my buds. Now, but- look at now, I look at He's so uncomfortable. Like, it I've was- never seen... You're twisting the accord to your headphones you right now. Because you walk in and it's like right. immediately... I- I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. You've never seen titties up up and out. Like, you know. Wait, and. (laughs) Now, was it one of those. Random (laughs) titties. It was like, I would call this a lower class. Oh my Strip god! Club. Or no, this is where this is where the B squad is. That's no, where you get your B squad, the farm team. Or no, this is where they go to retire. Oh, well, there's definitely one that should have retired. Oh, hey, this is what I always say about strip clubs. There is something for everybody. You yes. never oh, know, yeah. and that's why some of those more interesting 
people mm-hmm. are there. Well, listen, remember in Panama City, there was that one tan fannies. Tan fannies! Yes, there was like this uh, strip club that it was like. It was like the, the low. Like they had literally the redone low. this whole marina district and tan fannies had been there since like the 70s. And they were like, we're not leaving. Our mortgage is paid off. And so that's where the other uh, dancers from the other strip clubs, they would retire and they would go work at Tan Fanny's Girl. But you always got to give it to them girls because they would still work it. Oh. They would still work it. They're there for a reason. Yeah. No, a lot of people, there's a one, I would say, older dancer that there's definitely somebody, as soon as she got on the stage, like this older gentleman. Yeah. Exactly. And he was just tossing yep. the money. He's like, like come on, Barb's, give it to me, girl. <laughs> yes. yes. No, no, her name is probably Bambi. It's like that. That's an old school stripper named Bambi. Yeah. I think it might have been Barb, actually. I think, I think it you. was See? actually something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Barb. Now, okay, hold on. Yeah. So, because I remember the first time I ever went into a male strip club, um, I remember I was just speechless for like the first 20 minutes and my friends had to get me a drink because I had just never in my life seen male nudity in person outside of a one-on-one situation and then to have like all your friends around you and I was like do you look in their eyes do you just look at their <laughs> junk do you look away it was just so uncomfortable yes the first time I went now girl I'm an old hat I was like whatever so like when you first walked in what did you see I mean we first walked in and right away I was like uh, there wasn't a lot of people in there so all a lot of the girls were just sitting there like just waiting waiting for something to happen and so all of a sudden they like eyeballed us walking in and we just went to like the far back tried to just grab a seat just try to get our bearings like together of like what the hell is happening <laughs> and then immediately all these dancers come right to us and now, they're trying to they get our money from us pretty absolutely much. Yeah. that's their job, well, that's their job. you walked but in there we didn't right. know what to do yes and so i think the younger brother immediately got like our, he got like the how old was he he was 18. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, oh, yeah, God. And he's with other inexperienced yeah. people. Now, hold on. The girls that walked over to you all, did they um did they have their tops off or like were they yeah, was were there Was it like what kind of was it just tops off only? Was it full nudity? Was it It was full. Oh, oh but, like, even the walk, bottoms were off? You going to jam out with your clam out. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that only happened when they got on stage right. and that was only a couple. Right. I'll get to that in a second. Oh, but okay. Good. They no. <laughs> when they came up to us. Yeah. Did they have uh, They had their tops on when they came up to us. Okay. okay. And then immediately like the younger brother was the first one to get taken like Of course he, he got was. A, yeah. Oh, he got a lap dance? Yeah. Oh, okay, wait, wait, hold on. This is I wish I were there for this. Now, did you all know that they charge extra for the lap dance or not until already committed to getting a groom one? <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole extra fee. I feel like that's one of those things that no one ever tells you that. It's just like you somehow find out. You somehow get this knowledge, like, and you don't know how you get it. Right. Well, because, like, they walk over to you, and you're like, and and they make you, they're so good at that. Yes. They make you feel special. They're like, oh, well, you look nice today. So what are you doing here? And the next thing you know, you're talking about your dead great aunt (laughs) that you haven't seen in forever. And she's like, me too. Here, come on over here. Let me, let me give you a little something. And then after it's over, they're like, that'll be $50. Yes. Yes. And then they just kind of like linger. And like, you're like, where's my money? Oh, my God. God. And you feel so bad because they just did a job. They did. And then you're like, they did a job on me. I don't even know. (laughs) Now, how much did the uh, lap dance cost for the groom? Uh, It was 20 a song. So, oh, that's not bad at all. That's y'all, y'all got I'm some good you, prices. I'm telling you, it was the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think there's okay. a couple okay ones, but uh, uh, I think the one that we got him, the first one, was the older one in the club. Oh. oh. And that's, I mean, I'm glad we did that. Well, I wasn't even the one that paid for that one, but it was just such an experience because I think she even was like, oh, you, you could, you know, put your hands here. And he's like, no, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because he's just. Poor Bambi. Really <laughs> Barb. Barb. Baby deer. Uh, Well, we, nobody, like, I think, I don't know where you learn these lessons, but I don't.
don't know what's okay. Nobody knows what's okay. You well, know? if she says put your hands on my titties, then you can put your hands on her titties. I know, but I, even I would be like, I don't know, because then in my mind, I'm like, is that an extra fee? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is the bouncer gonna come over here and punch me? Right. I'm like, know. maybe she said it's okay, but it's really okay. I'm like that. Too. I'm like, I've, it's not like I'm some kind of strip club connoisseur, but I've been to a few in my time, and right. I've had a lap dance or two. But I'm, I was keep my hands. Down. I like sit on them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not touching anybody. Doing nothing, nothing. Oh, now Scott, did you get a lap dance? I got one with my buddy. Hey, like again, they swoop you. They're like, oh yeah, y'all want one? I'm like, I can't do this alone. I don't know what to do. Oh no. So I got my buddy. I was like, come on. And so we did it, and it was one of those moments again where I was like, I literally didn't know what to do, and my buddy was looking toward me, like I knew what I was doing, and I literally sat there with my hands like pinned to my side. Like, kind of just pushed up against the wall. I had to take my phone out of my pocket. I'm, like, holding, like, my phone. And I'm, like, worried she's going to step on my hand or something. I'm I'm just nervous hearing this story. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm curious. While this lap dance is happening, and be honest, because this isn't, like, you know, cheating or anything. Oh, God, where are we going with that? Did you feel any sort of twinkling or inkling as the lap dance was happening? I'm going to be 100% honest. No. Yeah. Like when that was happening, I was more so freaked out. Yeah. yeah. I was because say, I'm you like, you can't enjoy it if you're so nervous that you don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's I was literally like a pencil sitting there, like just hands to my side. I'm like, I don't know. Like again, like if I even put my hand near, is the bounce gonna come over, elbow me in the jaw? Am I gonna get thrown out this place? I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. And you they kind of really didn't give any clarity. Enjoy because here's the thing, what I've discovered about sexuality, you can't think and also be in the sexual mm-hmm. moment. No. So, like, if you're thinking about, and, and this isn't just for strip clubs. This is in real life, oh, too. Yeah. If your mind is going and you're worried about anything, it's like the train oh, track yeah. goes a separate way. You cannot be like Blocked this. Off. If Like, a normal human body can't really be into this if mm-hmm. you're thinking about that. So, yeah. there's no way. No, that's why I people who like stuff in public... I'm like, I could not focus at all no. if all of a sudden Abe were like, hey, let's try to do this in public. I'd be like, you can try, <laughs> but my brain's thinking about every person that p- could potentially see us. Yeah. It's if, if you have a brain that can just switch it off, that's Ugh. one thing. But, like, if you're not yeah. well adapted and to I, switching it off. That's where I think we kind of, like, and just in that sense, embraced it. And that's where I was like, all right, we're going to go up to the stage. We're going to hang out by the stage and kind of... Like, yeah, I was like, it was enjoyable in a sense, but it was also more so like we got a good couple laughs out of it from just like either our un- being uncomfortable and like, you know, making a joke like, wow, she's really strong. Or like, yeah. you know, we'd clap after a dance because you'd be like, I don't know what to do. So Bravo. <laughs> but I felt like it made the place a little more lit. And then yeah. we just, oh, gosh. It was a mess all the way through, but it was something because none of us have ever been that we we're like, Always will remember. I'm happy we did it, but I'm not one of those that will probably be like all the time. Right, hit me there. Like, but it was also interesting because I saw like when we first walked in, a bunch of couples were there, mm-hmm. and I've heard, I've had friends that like have gone with their significant other, and it just kind of brought into a new light of like, huh, is that like a bonding activity? Which booth thing? And then I also found it interesting if it was a guy and a girl situation, the girl would be the one. To go and either tip or like was enjoying it more than the guy, that was new to see, and I was like, oh, huh. Well, I mean, I feel like Holly, as a woman, you can appreciate if you see homegirl up on the stage and she's doing the flips and the yeah. We've I mean, always, that's a that's, job. That's always been sort of because I've been to a strip club several times in my life, like I, under ten times, but maybe around five or six. Like, since I was in college. So, Mm -hmm. it's been, it's very far and few between, few and far between. Um, But, like, so, the first time I ever went, it was with my college girlfriends. And that's kind of, like, was my, like, learning experience of, like, what is happening? Uh, (laughs) But the first thing you notice is, like, damn, Ginger looks like she's working on her fitness. Mm -hmm. And so, that's the first thing. And then you start, like, judging people, like, by what they can do on a pole. Which is, like... I mean, we got to tip this girl. Like, yes. she's literally working it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that comes in. But then I think, and this is about to be a gross overreach right now, and a <clears throat> huge broad stroke of just assumptions, I think women find it easier to be a little bit gender fluid. Mm. In, yeah. In that, right. Right. 
as a woman, you might be able to look at another woman and be turned on. Not that all of a sudden, like, it makes you question your sexuality, and it might, but I don't think all the women that can find other women attractive necessarily would put themselves in the the lesbian category or even the bisexual category because maybe it's not like you want to do this in real life. Right. Like, you don't want to take that stripper home, excuse me, and, like, have a threesome with her. Because it's still fantasy. It's fantasy. And a lot of women, I think, have a, a fantasy of being with another woman, and that's an outlet where... It's safe to play with that because, right. you know, and I and again, broad stroke, a lot of dudes, you know, have that fantasy of like having two women or whatever. So it's 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 sort of like double edged. So the woman mm. gets to go and enjoy uh, only a fantasy because it's not real life. This woman is not coming home with you. She's not going to get in the middle of your relationship. It's OK to admire her and OK to be turned on. And meanwhile, your dude is turned on that you're turned on. And so it's kind it kind of works. It's like mm. a, it is a cool couples thing if you're, you know, in that space in your relationship where it works for both of you. And it's obviously if you're judging or if you're very insecure, not a good couples oh, absolutely. situation. But if you're pretty solid with, you know, your relationship, it can be a really interesting outlet, kind of like watching porn is. But this is more of like a real life um, fantasy. Does that make any sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can see now, you know, almost three three years in with my relationship uh, with Abe of us going to a male strip club. Like, there's one in Atlanta that my friends and I is used to always go Swinging Richards? Swinging Richards, girl. Oh, <laughs> like the name. Yeah. Swinging dicks. Yep. Um, and I can see how, like, at the beginning of our relationship when I was very insecure, I would not be able to handle that because I would be like, who are you looking at? Yeah. Why are you looking? You going to go to the bathroom? We're going together. Yeah. Why yeah. are you looking? That's but not a good, that's not healthy. No. But now that we've been together for a long time, I'm not going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. I'd be like, come on, let's go. Load the dollar bills up. Let's kick it, girl. Right. And it's a totally it's a different. Right. And so then we can go back home and be like, mm-hmm. Do I look like Brad? I mean, I know I don't, but let's just pretend, hey, I'll get my leather chaps out, girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Brad. Now, hey, why are you doing? What's going I don't on? know. Okay. Um, Scott, do you think you could ever go to a strip club with your girlfriend, Mary? I was thinking about this. I don't, In the beginning, definitely not. But it's, it's fun, as you just talked about, as you get more comfortable in your relationship. I wouldn't even count it out now as something that we you know, wouldn't be able to do together because I've seen us both just become way more comfortable, especially now being a long distance that it's mm-hmm. like, you know, even probably a couple of years ago, I couldn't see us having a conversation of like, Hey babe, like I'm going to the strip club with the guys and not get a response back. I was like, all right, have fun. Right. But that's exactly what just happened. And for me, mm-hmm. I was like, that was such a, it was a moment of like just full on trust and yeah. understanding. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so cool not to go to a strip club, but to know that it's like, Oh, you give me like you, you trust know me completely. well enough. and that kind of brought into my thought of like, hmm, I could you know I don't know if we ever will, but I could see us doing it if it was ever brought up because mm-hmm. I think I think we've probably had a conversation in the past where I've kind of brought up the question kind of jokingly or she's brought it up and it wasn't like a no, right? It was like ah, oh, mm-hmm. you know maybe. Yeah. So again, we're, especially because we're so young. Anything could happen. Right. Like, wait, maybe, maybe you down the it, line. I mean, at, at least try it. And if it's like horrifically uncomfortable, like this one was, at least you have something to laugh about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the best part about this past trip is like, we got in a limo afterwards and just cracked up at the entire experience of like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Mm. It was something else. It's a bonding experience. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things that I'm discovering being in a relationship with someone for this long of just totally being yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like for so long in my relationships, I was always being a Miguel of what I thought would keep them or what I thought they wanted. And so being able to just truly be myself and be open and talk about my insecurities or whatever. I mean, just when we were in Buffalo and um, when I was there for a couple of days and there was like the first and the second night we were there and we were like with his family early in the day. Then we did some bike riding and then we had some lunch. And then we were, he was like, oh, I want to take you to this restaurant that's near the hotel. We can sit outside and be socially distant. And we got to the hotel, and I was just like, I literally just want to order room service. And and this was like, the, the hotels now are like fancy schmancy where you can log into your own Netflix 
and you can because it's Some a smart TV. So the ones that have that are so cool. The hotel we stayed at in Orlando, quick <clears> side <throat> tangent, didn't, but we were so thoughtful in advance. We brought uh, the Apple TV with us. Oh, like you just bring your damn Apple TV and plug it in. It was perfect. Anyway, so we ordered room service, sat there, had some drinks, watched something. With our clothes off, and I was just like, this yeah. is so amazing. Whereas in the past, I would have been like, all right, well, let me get dressed, right. and we'll go somewhere, because that's what we want to do. But we, it was just amazing just to have that open honesty that we're on vacation, and we're just sitting in our underwear, mm-hmm. eating burgers and wings, watching Netflix. Yep. Uh, Holly, real quick, how was your vacation? It was good. Um I say it was good. Like it was, it wasn't bad. It was hard for me to relax. It was really hard to unwind. Mm. Couple things first. So my daughter was with her dad. Mm-hmm. She's six, and I don't think she's ever spent a full week with him before. Mm. Not a full week. Like she's done like a long weekend up in Panama City Beach, where they're from, where he's from. But she's never just gone for the entire week. And I was a little bit freaking out because it's just I haven't had a. It's a long distance to be away. Yeah. So at the first few days, I was just constantly like, what is she doing? What's going on? What's happening? But I didn't want to overset my bounds and like, you know, make it bad on him because yeah. I know there are some relationships out there where the other parent will like nag or right. like call every day and not give that other parent the space they would like. Mm-hmm. So it was a delicate balance of do I call? Do I text? Mm. She FaceTimed me the first day and it was very odd. Like she was just very... Not herself. And I'm like, I think she misses me, but she doesn't know how to express that in front of them. Right. So it was we that was a little bit <clears> difficult. <throat> it was in my head, I'm like, I get a kid free week. It's not that easy. No. So I had a kid free week. So I got to sleep in and nobody called me in the middle of the night. So that was good. And then on so we had we worked Friday, then we had Saturday, Sunday. I had Saturday, Sunday with her. Her and I went to the beach out mm. on Indian Rocks. Haven't been to the beach in years mm. because it's just such a pain in the ass to go sometimes. That was beautiful. So that Monday when I dropped my daughter off, um, that night my mom came down at like midnight. I was drunk and we were like wrapping up and getting ready to go to bed. And she just was sort of like delusional about religion. Mm. Um. And so that was, it was traumatic and slightly horrific. What happened? Like she's just on, she's in this weird mind state of mind where She's seeing all of these fringe Catholic ideologies on Facebook. Mm. I wish I could take away her Facebook. But Mm. she's seeing all of these, like, very fringy. And if I were to go to a priest, I tried to email the priest, by the way, and he just referred me to a counselor, and I wanted to be like, no. What I want from you is to be like, no, this is not right. But he didn't say that, but whatever. Because it's just, it's so extreme. And it's so, from what I know of the Catholic Church, it's, it's not on brand. Mm. And it's like she's in that. And it's like it, it, she basically came down and my person and I were sitting there. Like I said, I'm drunk. We're wrapping up, getting ready to go to bed. And she's like, I need you to read something out loud. And it was basically like Catholicism and um, politics wrapped around. And I mean, it's no secret that I lean liberal, right. which I really struggle with Catholicism and, and that whole thing. Like, I'm just going through it right now with my life. Anyway, so it's basically talks about Catholicism and how if you're liberal, you're basically the devil and you're going to go to hell. Like, oh. she basically made me read out loud that I'm Satan. And Happy let me just tell vacation. you, that was the Monday. And I'm like, oh, this is how my vacation is going to gonna go. This is what we're doing. And so, and I, my person, like I started reading and it was one of those weird things where it's like you hear your voice reading something, right. but you're not taking it in. Cause I kind of had to like shut my mind off cause mm. it was so terrible. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, okay, you have to stop. He's like, I'm not going to stand for this. This is not right that you're down here. It's midnight. And she's like, no, she has to read it. And like, and so then I, now there's like about to be a fight between them. And oh. I was like, no, it's fine. I will just read it. It's not fine, by the way. But at that moment when I'm drunk, I couldn't. Right. It was very difficult. It was just a very difficult situation. So I was sort of like outside my body as I'm reading this. And so I don't even know what the, she's like. We don't have to talk about it anymore. I just want you to read that. And I was like, okay. Uh, All right. She's okay. like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, uh, I thought we weren't going to talk I about know. it. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So then she's like on the verge of tears. And then she goes back up. And then I, of course, have to like process all that. So I like just sobbed for a little bit just to get out some of the 
Right. Huh. And um, then the next day, she came down, and it was like nothing bad had happened. She's like, we can go grocery shopping or whatever. And I was just like, and he, my person, was like, I'm sorry, maybe you can act like nothing just happened, but I cannot. Like, I'm very bothered. And I'm like, this is, welcome to my life. Right, you're like, this is it. This is how my mom and I would, like, even as a kid, I mean, this is probably what made my made me this way Mm. it's like there would be this explosion that was really hurtful to me and then it was like it never happened and you just had to pretend everything was fine oh my god so i was like i think she thinks it's fine i don't know and so then it was like this odd like odd walking on eggshells thing until she pops back down she's like well did you think about what i had you read and i'm like i guess we're gonna have to go our separate ways and Mm. she was like okay and so then i was just like I don't even know what I meant when I said that, but it seemed to satisfy her. Like, I don't know. I don't know if she, if I'm like out, I'm not allowed to be Catholic anymore. Like, I don't, do I want to be? Like, does she tell me what Catholic means? Like, it's just, it's a lot. So then I, um, I called that, well, interestingly, interestingly, the Monday before she came down and made me read this meme. Mm-hmm. I knew it had been building that I just don't, there's something wrong with my mom. So I called my cousin, my first cousin, Auntie Pearl still, one of her daughters. Mm. And I told her, I'm like, something's wrong with my mom. And it's like infecting Auntie Pearl and me and all these people. And I'm like, I think I have to put her in like an independent living facility. And I just kind of like got all that off my chest with my cousin Heather. And she was like, you know, we, we support you, which was really nice to hear. Um, but then that same night was when my mom came down. So the next day I texted Heather. I'm like, hey, so remember everything I just told you? Here's the other one that just happened last night. She's oh. like, I'm so sorry. And then fast forward really quick to two nights ago. We're, we get back because we went to Orlando, and I'll get to that in a second. But we, um, she comes down, and she was asking me to go over some of her prescription. You know how they give you, like, the, the printout when right. you get your prescriptions. So we're looking through the printouts and I saw one of the medications that she's been on since her brain surgery, which is supposed to prevent seizures because apparently she had a seizure during the surgery and the doctor just like wants her on this seizure medication for the rest of her life, I guess. I'm reading this seizure pamphlet and it's like can cause new or suddenly increased anxiety, can cause um, anger, aggressiveness, hallucinations, delusions. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh. She's always been sort of a fanatic anyway. I want to say fanatic. She's always been super religious. Right. Which is fine, but it's never been at the crazy level it is now. It's been building. And I'm mm. like, does this medication have something to do with that? Right. So my for one of my orders of business today is I have to call her neurologist and be like, what the fuck is this medication? Oof. Because... Hello, my mom has all of this. And I've talked to her normal doctor. He didn't seem to think anything was a big deal. He's putting her on some new medication. I was like, remember when she told us we should put the dog down in front of my daughter? That's not normal. Right. So I'm dealing with all this. So that was the first night. Second night, I got into a little bit of a scuffle with my ex-husband who has Maya. Mm-hmm. Because she said that she got to ride without a car seat in someone's car. And oh. he's like, I need to talk about who's riding with no cars. I'm like, the spare car seat is with Mr. John next door, and I forgot to get it. Mm. So it's like this whole, then that was like, I don't like to like go into it with him because it's, I don't like confrontation anyway. And here I am night two getting into a second confrontation. Oh my God. So this is the first, that was the Monday and Tuesday of my vacation. I was like, what was this? Like the fucking ghost of Christmas past and the ghost of Christmas <laughs> present that I'm dealing with? Who, this is the next night going to be the ghost of Christmas future? Am I going to have a skeleton visit me? Shit. Anyway, God. it didn't. That was the day that we left for Orlando. Mm. And I was like, this could not come soon enough. Priest, so probably Priest. that's why I had a hard time unwinding. Well, absolutely. Because yeah. you were dealing with everybody else's shit. I'm like, can y'all give me a break? No. Like one break. No. No. That You're is not allowed. Correct. You're not I allowed not, one break. Not any. So we get to Orlando and I, I feel comfortable talking about this on the podcast, not on the air because it's so controversial but we went to oh and by the way um shouts out to one of our mnh fan members francisco mm-hmm. who was able to get my uh, person and i a discount at hilton in orlando because oh. our plans fell through like we oh. had used one of those third-party booking same mm, ours was snap travel oh and oh. i think snap 
suck my. Okay, butt. there we go. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Uh, that wasn't good. It, it fell through. Fell through. But he hooked us up with a, a deal for to go to Hilton, which was great, and mm-hmm. I was so thankful. So we go there, and then the next day we went to Universal Studios, mm. Universal uh, Islands of Adventure, and I had been to Universal in June about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And Scotty, I know you were too, and it was yep. great there. Like. It, they do it right. I yes. mean, obviously, they're probably doing this at all the theme parks with the temperature checks and keeping everything clean. But I just, people are doing it right at Universal. Right. Like, there were only a few, like, less than five, probably two or three infractions where I saw people who had their mask, like, down below their nose. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> but they hand sanitize you before every ride. Mm. People are following social distancing. Um, it's just done well. It's not that crowded. Yeah. And it was like rainy the day that we went. So it would like, there were very few people there. It would rain. We would like go on an indoor ride. It would be done. We'd come out. So Universal Day was awesome. Well, I feel like if people are paying that much money to go, yeah. they're like going to do the right thing. That's what I thought too. Because it's like you don't want to, unlike maybe like a cheaper amusement park or something where mm-hmm. maybe they're, la- I don't know, but I just know that Universal has been doing it right. So right. we felt really safe going there. Um Ate at one of the restaurants at City Walk. Yeah. Antihitos. Oh. oh, I love that. They have such great salsa there. <sighs> they do. It's so fresh with the cilantro. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's a little smoky, which is not my favorite thing, but it was just so good this time. Mm, anyway. sounds so good. So, so good. <laughs> so we went, that, did that. We were at the, we, other than that, we didn't do much. We just, you know, hung out at the hotel, watched, like, shows on Netflix because we brought the Apple TV. Mm. We just hung out. And then um, got back here Saturday, and um, that was about it. We really, I mean, nothing else huge. And then Maya came back on Sunday, so I had to, like, kind of gear up for that. And, of course, no, no breaks when she gets back because then my mom wanted to go to church on Sunday morning and confession on Sunday night. And I'm like, you got to pick one. I can't be, like – a chauffeur to the church twice a day. And I'm like, and so then that was like a mini explosion. And I cried a lot. Then Maya came home and that was good. And my brother asked her to be his flower girl. So that was the shining oh. spot. So that was really good. It was very cute. I teared up. They wrote the him and his fiance wrote a little note. Mm. The wedding's not till like 2022, by the way. But, oh, you know, so it was fine. But She'll be 25 by then. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, it's, she's like, maybe I can wear the other dress I wore the one time. I'm like, girl. You're no, like, girl, you're going to be way too big. You're, you're going to be 15 by yes. that point. So anyway, that was, I'm sorry. I went on for way too long. But No, you're fine. That was my, probably why I didn't relax very well vacation. So um, are you done with the Catholic Church or being a Catholic? Or are you just... I don't really know what You're it figuring means. it out. I'm figuring it out. I mean, I definitely am not at the level Catholic that my mom is. Right. And I think she thinks that unless I'm that, I can't be. Mm. Which, so in her eyes, I am not. Right. And I, I will not do what she wants me to do in order to be it. But I don't think that the church itself stands on the same principles that she does. Like... Well. I don't think she's following these fringe Facebook it's a groups. Fringe thing. Can you go in her Facebook profile and just like unsubscribe to those groups? Maybe, maybe I can sneak in and try to at least take some of them off. Maybe. I don't know. Just be like, girl, oh like subscribe her to like the legitimate Facebook yeah, Catholic yeah, yeah. groups, right? Not the Catholic the, the Jesus ones. bald eagle flying over countryside Catholic group. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So uh, anyway. I just don't know, but I'm also myself going on like a sort of a spiritual journey anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm just focusing on doing what feels good right now. Mm. Look at that. A well-rounded podcast. Everybody's little vacations. I love it. You didn't get to talk about yours. Uh, I did. I mean, I did intersperse between it all. Um, Buffalo. But we, got, we have a meeting we have to get to now. Um, Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Scott, that's Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Twitter, Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. We'll see you Wednesday. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.